0: The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions, prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. Do you know a person with brain injury? How would you help that person if he or she was your family member? Our guest today, Pat Sanford, has the answers to both of those questions. Pat was born in Philadelphia. Her farming family moved to Delray Beach, Florida when she was one, looking for year-round growing seasons. She lived there until a brief stint in the Air Force took her to California. She graduated Florida State University with a Bachelor's of Science in Secondary Education which was never used for its intended purpose. She has poetry published in several anthologies and won second place in the 2004 Seven Hills Contest with her short story, Divorce Sale. Her book, Fixing Boo Boo, is a slightly fictionalized account of what happens when a brain-injured sibling comes to live with a sister Who doesn't know what that means? After being introduced to growing roses by her father, Pat created her own rose garden. She served as president of the local Rose Society and is a bronze medal recipient with the American Rose Society. Pat lives in Tallahassee, Florida with her husband and a quirky cat and is currently working on a follow-up to Fixing Boo Boo, as well as a novel set in Mongolia. Welcome, Pat. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Me too. Let's jump right in. Please describe your
1: book, Fixing Boo Boo. Well, like you said, it's about a brain-injured sister coming to live with uh, her sister, me, and her husband, my husband, Gary. Uh, and we thought we were getting uh, a family member in our house, but we had no idea we were getting a medical situation uh, as well. So we had no idea what we were getting into, and most people who are caregivers really don't know what they're getting into until they get into it.
0: Well, you gave some vivid images of the waves of emotions families can experience. So much so that I felt I was right there with you. I have a son that experienced a life-changing injury at age 30, and I really was walking through those different emotions where you kind of like them on one day, and you're suspicious of (laughs) how much you like them on another day. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, Milestone Divas, I think Fixing Boo-Boo is a must-read for you. If you are the caregiver of a family member, regardless of the specific reason. Pat, what lessons have you learned from your sister Barb, a.k.a. (laughs) Boo-Boo, that you appreciate the most?
1: That I appreciate the most? Uh, Well, she had a gentle spirit. She had a giving spirit uh, that sometime irritated me because she was so giving that she would invite people into our house and they may have had a drug problem or they had some other issues. And we had a little bit of a problem with that. But that, that said, I, I still appreciated the fact that she had this giving spirit um, regardless of
0: her situation. Well, that makes it easier for sure. (laughs) Um, Well, did you read the book? (laughs) I did. I did. But you can always remember the giving spirit and said, oh, I'll be charitable in this moment. Yeah. In addition to fixing boo-boo, I've read your book of poetry, Proverbs of My Seasons such a great title thank you tell us why did you decide to organize the book in seasons well i had like
1: seven or eight collections of poetry and i when i call a collection is like 25 to 28 poems and i would organize them by some kind of you know uh topic so i had like four different topics and uh i was only going to publish three sections well a friend of mine Decided, hey, well, you're calling it Proverbs of My Seasons. Why don't you have four? I'm like, well, I happen to have another. Uh, <laughs> I have another ba- batch of poetry. I'll do that. So, but the seasons are, you know, you have relationship poems. Um, I I used to call them love poems, but they're really not. So spring, you would think of as love or relationship poems, and then summer is friendship type poems. Fall is. Uh, Almost all nature poems. For what reason, I don't know. But Except for that fall is my favorite season. And then uh, winter is the actual collection was called Proverbs of My Seasons. And I just thought that was a pretty cool title. So that became the title of the book. So those are the four seasons. Uh, simply because I had sections of poems.
0: <laughs> well, you said fall is your favorite season. Yeah. Generally speaking, fall is your favorite season.
1: Well, back when we could, you know, go to football games and stuff like that, I like the the Christmas in the air. I like the change of scene. I like the change of leaves. Um, you know, I used to like football. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, it, it was my favorite season for many reasons. For many reasons.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's one of my favorite seasons too, and I enjoy football games, but. I'm a bit of a wimp when it comes to sitting outside and experiencing the different climates. So watching it on TV works for me. Sure. But I do enjoy it a lot. (laughs) Uh, To me, poetry is an intimate look in the poet's soul. And I often feel voyeuristic (laughs) reading poems. (laughs) I particularly enjoyed your poems, Like Dreamers Do and Beware of the Grapevine. Please tell us which stories in your life motivated those.
1: Um, well, I, I wrote uh, like dreamers do, I think, back in college. And, of course, uh, most everybody who writes anything keeps messing with that stuff until they finally put it into print. And I know some people that keep messing with their stuff even after it's published. But when you do something... Uh, you're doing something. Whereas times where if you're more cerebral, and I'm not saying that I am, but I I tended to be a little more that way in college, which is when I dreamed that one up. Instead of doing something, you dream about it. So I I felt like my inaction was more, um, that's what I was trying to say with that one.
0: Well, I related to it. So that must say that, hmm, I have more dreams than actions in the place, but I'm going to do something about that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I definitely related to the grapevine. You know how young women sometimes, maybe not just women, but people tend to gossip and do mm-hmm. things. And that's what I visualize reading that. Right. Yeah. But, you know, the ones about spring. That touched me a lot because for some reason, every time I read them, I kept seeing, oh, this person's going to get divorced. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe because I've been divorced and I kept reading it and going, oh, this should have been around. (laughs) But they were really nice points. So listeners, please look for Proverbs of my seasons. You might find a favorite season, too. One of the top aspirations for individuals nearing retirement is to write a book. Please share the best reward you've gotten from writing books.
1: A uh, reward. Well, I would have to say that uh, just the actual writing of it. just You have a concept and you can actually get it, get it done, get it down. Um, even if you get it down as a draft. I've got a bunch of drafts from... Forever, you know that i if i have a idea i put you know if it's in just a paragraph i'll put it down okay i'll get back to that one later just being able to put it into your computer or on a piece of paper or whatever you you know however you do that um that's my satisfaction is is getting it out of my head and somewhere else
0: do you uh have a specific type of outline I've read places where some people would would say I'm going to discipline myself to write for 15 minutes every single day and they have this particular time to write or do you just go for it when you feel like it and then you write down what comes to your mind well
1: I have changed since I wrote Fixing Boo Boo when I was I was actually uh still employed when I, when I wrote that book. So in order to get it done and knowing that I was going to be exhausted by the end of the day, I would get up at five o'clock, walk around the block, get in the shower while my hair was drying. I would do something on that book for two hours before work every day. I took weekends off maybe, I don't know. But with the poetry was already done. It was just a matter of, re-editing it or re looking at it and maybe updating some of the language because you could tell the person who edited it said this it, it sounds like the 70s because that's when it was written. So we updated the language so that it didn't wasn't quite so obvious that <laughs> that I wrote it in college. Um and then uh it's just a matter of of sitting down and and, and doing it. But with the poetry, like what I was saying is it's just um It was different because it was already written and I could do it sporadically. But the next book, I think um, I'm going to have to get a little more serious about a schedule. Get back on a
0: schedule. I'm starting a book. I'm one of those aspiring retirees who says, I will write a book one day. For right now, I just can't seem to muster up the discipline to get past the idea of what I think I want the book to be about but yeah I have plenty of time that's what they all say right
1: no don't do that <laughs> <laughs> sit down and write something down If you obviously you've got something written down you know as an idea you know just try to start developing it
0: I will I will thank you well Pat I've also learned that you're a big deal and well-respected statewide and in Tallahassee's writing community. Yes, I mentioned your name to someone and they said, Oh, but she's the president of whichever one it was, Tallahassee Writers or the Florida's Writers Association.
1: I am the current president of Florida Authors and Publishers Association, which is a actually a nationwide organization.
0: Um, Oh, even better still. Yeah.
1: Uh, If you're out there, you have a book. We have our annual book awards. Please submit it to myfapa.org. There's my, sorry, (laughs) my little commercial. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. um, I am the, I'm not the immediate past president of Tallahassee Writers Association, but I am the past president. Uh, So been with that organization for probably since 2014, this time around. I actually joined it back in 2000 when we first came up here. Um, kind of got away from it, especially when Barbara started living this. But uh, uh, anyway, got back to it to write her story.
0: So you are, don't be modest at all. You are a big deal, sort of, <laughs> no, no. sort of big deal. <clears throat> sort of, okay. When you can say I was a past president, that means people respected you enough to vote, vote you to be president, and they followed your guidance for a period of time. And you're the current president now. Be proud. Put your chest out there. (laughs) Now, what advice do you have for the listeners who may be starting to write a book? Since you do have experience as well as more association or more, I say, professional background in this area as well. What guidance would you give? Well, um.
1: You said you were you know not disciplined and you needed to get a discipline. I say the same thing uh try to develop a discipline to write even if you write fifteen minutes a day. Just carve out fifteen minutes a day, and even if you write three paragraphs, you can build on that um if you don't write anything then then there's nothing <laughs> to build on uh just just start starting stop stopping
0: I was totally impressed and I don't know, devastated when you said 5 a.m. I went, <laughs> oh, no.
1: Well, that was just when I, I was working.
0: <laughs> I'm still working. I'm not getting up at 5 oh, okay. you
1: know,
0: It's not going to happen. But anyway, that was real. That was a great visual for me to see you at 5 a.m. Getting up and doing your business and starting to write and get your thoughts together. On this podcast, we always provide opportunities to recognize and celebrate birthdays with our listeners or share a fun birthday trivia. Please tell us about your most fun or interesting birthday after age 50.
1: Fun or interesting birthday. Uh, I don't think I had any fun or interesting <laughs> birthdays after fifty. <laughs> i Yes, not you rich. did. Fun or interesting birthday? I, I don't. I don't re- remember any fun or interesting birthdays.
0: Anybody who can clean themselves off in the fountain in front of the administration building at a local university must have a fun or interesting birthday.
1: Well, you're asking after fifty, so I. Um... I I don't know, I guess I got um lame after that. I don't know. I...
0: <laughs> okay, forget after fifty okay, that you um, could remember.
1: Well now you're going back to college and I may not have remembered those. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. <laughs> we wonder why she doesn't remember those. Ah, she said she was very cerebral in college. I think she was partying. Hmm. Mm, could be. You're gonna have to read proverbs of my seasons to find out more why pat can't remember no. her birthday adventures pat it's been a pleasure chatting with you thank you i really appreciate it but before we close you're not going to get away that easy <laughs> please leave us with at least one nugget of wisdom to help us live happy
1: Oof. I'll get a good of wisdom. Um, do it and do it
0: now. All right. Do it and do it now. What are you doing and doing now?
1: Well, I, I it's not really a follow-up book to Fixing Boo Boo, but it is a similar book to it. Um, people come up to me when I'm signing events and they say, I know somebody who has a brain injury or I'm brain injured. So I've started getting their stories uh, and gathering them together, and it's going to show the wide gamut of brain injuries that are out there. It's not just traumatic brain injuries where you get hit with a car or motorcycle or fall off a horse or any of that stuff. You have West Nile virus, you have stroke, um, Lyme disease messes with your brain. There's all kinds of things that can hurt your brain. And so that's what I'm trying to show is, is the broad range. And then after that, um, I'm going to go straight to fiction, and I will never go nonfiction again.
0: <laughs> you say that now, <clears throat> but we will see. We will look forward to the follow-up and learning more about people living with brain injury and their family members. Thank you again, Pat. Thank, thank really you. really appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Today's program was brought to you by Replay Fitness, Inc., helping women age 50 and older to retire happy and feel good again. Please send your emails to info at replayfitnessinc.com to join our wait list and be informed when new sessions are open. If you are already subscribed to the Cup of Glow podcast, thank you. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes have been posted. Until next time, this has been the Cup of Glow Podcast with Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva. It's about a decade and not a day.